Hey girl, welcome to the What A Mouthful podcast. I'm your host, Dee. I'm a qualified nutritionist, personal trainer, mindset speaker, and my favorite of all, I'm a mum. Living your best life doesn't have to be a grind, and I'm gonna show you how to achieve a healthy mind and body. And if this episode speaks to you, give a sister a five-star review. Well, hello for the very first time. I am your host, Dee. This is the What A Mouthful podcast. Today's episode, we are going to do a little bit of a mini topic, but you should also probably know, like, who on earth am I? Um, So I'm going to share with you a little bit, like, super short, because to be honest, I don't love listening to these for other people's, like, their stories. Sometimes they just go on a little bit. People love talking about themselves. Fair, fair. But I'm going to make it really short for you guys so that you can just get a general gist Can you trust me? I hope you can after you hear all the things I'm going to tell you. And, you know, do you vibe with me? I don't want anyone here who doesn't vibe. I want people who, you know, want to learn more about how to achieve a healthy mind and body and just want to be their best selves, to be honest, because that's what I want out of my life. It was so funny. Actually, this morning I asked Gus, my partner, I said, hey, so I'm thinking of doing an intro episode. What should I say? And he looked at me very seriously and he goes, who am I and why I matter? And then I was like, I don't know, like, I'm a nice person, I have a good heart, and I genuinely care about people. And then it actually made me think about the fact that, you know, I do these uh, volunteer weekends and camps for uh, a company called uh, Empower You. And we work with like young people and we try to help them become leaders. And I actually did this exact weekend program when I was in year 10. So I don't know, I would have been like, 15, 16, maybe. I feel like that was a really pivotal moment in time for me. But one key learning that I took from that was that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I really think that is so true. Like one of my, I guess, personal standards is to really treat people equally, first and foremost. I think I was just brought up well, so yay, mum and dad. Um, And second of all, just to be caring like to actually care about the person in front of you this is probably why i spend so much time on my instagram dms because i literally just will say to people all the time i'm like if you have questions ask me like i am here to answer your questions my dream in life is to be able to be paid to just answer your questions i have spent a decade becoming an encyclopedia of information so i can help you live your best life so i actually spend so long in my dms on my instagram just answering questions but it is truly because i care about human beings i want a human being to reach out to me on my instagram and me as a human being should I be able to, like, you know, if I'm swapped with DMs, I'll, you know, I'll do my best, but to be able to respond back to you and say, Hey, like you're a real person with a real issue. And if I walked past you in a street and you asked me this question, this is the answer I would give you. So, you know, that is kind of largely, I guess, why I do what I do. Yes. I had my own struggles. I feel like everybody in health sort of started with their own health journey. And mine was polycystic ovarian syndrome, which I got diagnosed with at 18. And that is kind of what took me into nutrition. So I am first and foremost, or would consider myself, I guess, first and foremost, a nutritionist. So I am qualified in Australia as a nutritionist. I know it's a little bit confusing the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian. 
And actually what I consider, you know, a nutritionist here in Australia versus in European countries, which I have had like serious DMs with people from Europe where we're like, oh, that's what you consider a nutritionist. Cause in Australia, it's a bit different. So, you know, like there's in different countries, there's different qualifications that mean different things. So it is all a little bit confusing, but guys, you can trust that I am qualified to be here as a nutritionist and give nutritional advice and talk about nutrition. And I'm also a personal trainer. And I also did three of four years of an undergraduate degree in psychology and business. Um, I loved doing psychology so much. And I actually did psychology first, and then I did PT. And then I did nutrition. And honestly, like those three pillars is what makes up what I consider the three pillars of health. Everything I do is based around fuel, move and focus. So what you put in your mouth, how you move your body and what you focus on. And those are just absolutely essential. I am also now a mindset speaker. Thanks to Empower You and all the work that I do there. I actually volunteer there, but I absolutely love it. And volunteer work for me is just something that I think is absolutely crucial. It's also the reason that I first and foremost went into beauty pageants, which you may have heard about uh, in some of my previous podcast episodes that I've done on other people's podcasts. Um, I remember when I did the Health Code Daily with Sarah and Kurt, they were like, what? Oh my God, what? You were a beauty queen? And that's kind of what led me into beauty pageants in the beginning. Cause I just, I wanted to be able to do some volunteer work. I heard that you feel really great about yourself and I wanted to be able to help someone and also feel good. I feel like it's such a win-win situation, so. That is what I did. And then of course, I'm a mum too. So I have a daughter who is four years old. She is, she literally has a t-shirt that says this. She is Miss Sassy Pants. I love her to pieces. And she has been my portal to kind of understanding my own self again. I remember looking at her when she was really young and I thought to myself, wow, like I can't believe I made you. And it made me so reinvigorated with interest around the human body and female hormones specifically. Once I read this sentence and it has never ever left my brain, poor health can limit the experience of your life. And I see this all the time. I see it with women, especially, and especially around their period. But I just think it's so sad to see people not being their best selves or living life to their fullest potential because health has somehow gotten in the way. For sure, there are situations where you can't avoid it. You know, your health has turned a corner because of unavoidable circumstances. But what I'm all about is, I mean, I am in preventative medicine, but it is, you know, don't let a preventable illness or syndrome or condition stop you from living the life you wanna live. All I want for people is just to live happy, healthy lives and be their best damn selves. That is all I want. And if you think about it, when it comes to poor health and limiting the experience of your life, If you're a menstruating woman and you write off your week before your period, so this is actually your luteal phase and what I call second half, the second half of your cycle, that is actually 25% of your menstruating life. So I actually did the calculations this morning. Let's say, for example, you were about 13 when you started getting your period and then you were about 43 when you stopped and when you started going through menopause. If you look at that, 25% of that is 7.5 years. So if you are writing off one week before your period every single month, just because you feel crappy and you don't want to do anything, you don't want to achieve anything because you're like, you know what? I just feel like shit and I just want everyone's sympathy. 
First of all, fair enough, I get it. But I want to help you prevent that. But also, you are writing off seven and a half years of your life. Like, that is just, to me, not okay. It is not cool. I do not want that for you. I want you to live a better life and do better. And honestly, I do believe that it really starts with your body. And it starts with your health and If you really think about it, what's the one thing that you take with you everywhere? It's your human body. So why not make it a great place to live? Because it will help you, especially for my entrepreneurs out there. And, you know, if you have a business or a side hustle that you're starting to run, but you also have kids or you also have a full time job. Don't you want to be able to weather the storm of like early mornings, late nights, when things go wrong, when you have to problem solve in your business, when, you know, all that sort of stuff is happening. The thing that is going to make you or help you sail through those times of stress, of busyness, of problems is your health. And I believe that with every fiber of my being. Now, obviously your physical health is it goes hand in hand. Like you cannot separate it from your mental health. You are in this one body to think that your right hand doesn't know what your left hand's doing is absolutely bonkers. In my opinion, like even your blood goes through every single cell, passes through every single organ in your body. So if there's something in your blood, it's going to all of your physical body. So, you know, like the body is just this one unit. And I think to separate it into, you know, bits and pieces and go, oh yeah, this is happening to your liver, but that's totally unrelated to your skin. Or yeah, this is happening in your ovaries, but that's totally unrelated to your brain is nuts, absolute nuts. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. I want to talk about my history in the field. So when I was doing nutrition, which was the last big few years of study, um, actually, no, I did do muscle nerds course on PT, but I'll talk about that in a second. That was I was actually due on the same day. So due, like I was pregnant with Billy. I was due on the same day that I also was going to finish my very last subject for um, my advanced diploma of nutritional medicine. And it was just such a crazy time because I was like so pregnant. I was so sick. And I was also trying to like finish off all these assignments to make sure that I got it done in time. Now I did have to get an extension on a couple of assignments, but I got the theory of the, you know, of the, um, you know, the last few subjects done. So that was good. And then as soon as I stopped there, I was obviously in my happy bubble with Billy. And I had a few months where I was just able to really love and bond with her. And then I got an opportunity as a fresh graduate straight out of uni, basically, to head up a very busy clinic in Sydney CBD. And it was actually an internship I had done uh, while I was pregnant or just before I was pregnant, actually, with them. And so I went in headfirst to a super busy clinic to help and have clients of both genders, all ages, all ailments. Like I'm talking, um, you know, weight loss and the typical kind of, you know, food intolerances to like, you know, cancer and Pyrrhal's disease and gosh, you know, chronic parasites that wouldn't go away. Like I really got a deep, you know, breadth of understanding of all different types of, of bodies. 
And I loved my work there at that clinic because it really forced me to be a great nutritionist, like whether I wanted to be or not. And I used to weave into that as well. They sort of thought they were going to a nutritionist, but I used to give them nutrition and movement advice, you know, as a personal trainer. So I would sometimes help them with their programming or tell them what kind of exercise to do. Um, And I just felt as though that was such a fast tracked way for me to become quite confident in my ability to help people. And while I was doing that, I really felt super compelled and, and drawn towards women. And not because I don't love men. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a man bachelor by any stretch of the imagination. Love dudes. You guys are great. We need you in the world. But I just loved working with women. There is something about women talking to women and women helping women that is just so next level that I just don't think guys have. And to be honest, I feel a little bit sorry for them. We've got this innate ability to just understand one another and bond and help push and leverage our female girlfriends in ways that I just don't see men doing. Like maybe they're just not in the circles that I see, but I just, I don't see it as much with guys. And it's so sad to me and so unfortunate for men. Surely they have other things like guys, I'm sure your life is good too, but there's just something so special and so magical about women. I'm sure you will agree that when we all get in a room, we're all like, hey, here's my resources. It takes a village to raise a baby, whether that baby is a human being or that baby is a business. Like every single girl in that room is going to go, hey, what about this? I've got this for you. Come to this event. Put your products in the goodie bags. Um, You know, like come on my podcast, like whatever it might be, like they all band together and it's just damn beautiful is what it is. Okay, let's take a breath because now I'm going to tell you about what sort of person I am. Just real quick, just real quick. Because don't you want to know if I was in your friendship group, like what kind of friend am I? Like, what do I do? What are my weird things that I am known for? Well, let me tell you. I am the sort of girl who will body brush my body the day when the day starts, if I've had a bad sleep, to make up for the fact that I didn't get the lymphatic drainage that I was intending to get from a bad night's sleep. So when you sleep, like you go through this like lymphatic drainage process and it's like your body just takes all the junk, especially through your brain. So if you have brain fog and you don't have a really good restful sleep, it is probably why, because your brain doesn't get the trash taken out. I'm the sort of girl, like I, I will change the way that my life is to suit my body. Like I am so in tune with my body now. I will put my red light glasses on As soon as it's dark outside, I will literally turn all the lights off in my house to the point where my neighbors don't think that we are home. Poor Gus. Honestly, I feel really sorry for him sometimes. Like, I don't know if I'm a burden. Gus, it's okay. You can tell me if I'm a burden. In fact, you know what? He's probably not even going to listen to this because he didn't even know I was doing a pregnancy prep series on YouTube. His mum called him and was like, oh, congratulations. You guys are trying for baby. And he was like, what are you talking about, mum? So Gus, you better listen to this or I'll not be happy. Um, I also have a red light filter on my phone. I've got a red light filter, oh, sorry, blue light filter on my, on my laptop. I got flux and everything I do, I do feel like I'm a little bit of a biohacker, but like everything I do is like, how do I achieve the best sleep? How do I achieve the best recovery? How do I maximize my time here? How do I combine this food? How do I maximize my time at the gym? That is me. I'm also a person at that same time, even though you're like, okay, that's a bit excessive. I don't know if I'm that sort of person. I am very much a person who is all about the keep it simple sweetheart acronym. 
Like it is my life. The way I like to learn is all about, I just want it to be simple. Like tell me how that complicated thing you just explained to me is like an orange or how it's like an onion because it has layers. That's what I want people to help me understand, like explain it to me in that way. And so over the years, I've kind of become known for like, I'm a bit of an analogy queen because that's how I like to learn. So I like to help people understand kind of complicated subjects and topics so that they can understand it too. And they can make the changes in their life and they can be empowered like I am. And and I can pass on that knowledge to them, to be honest, because I know how much it will change and improve their life. And I always do the basics. So yes, I do have red uh, glasses that I wear. I really, honestly, I look like Elton John, but I love it. I am me, go me. And you might think, okay, I, I'm not a person who, uh, I wouldn't really like buy, you know, red glasses or blue blockers or things like that. But one thing I always do, and I always know that this is more powerful than anything else. Like these are all just like additional luxuries is I always do the basics. Otherwise everything else is a waste of time and a waste of money. So I will always make sure that I'm eating well or as well as I can be, you know, maybe I'm super busy, but as well as I can be, I'm always moving my body in some way. And I am always working at least for 15 minutes a day on my mindset, on what I'm focusing on, on my stress resilience, on brainwashing myself in a positive way. I think mental health these days is the most important thing, but I do feel like my tool to be able to help people with their mental health is very much through the physical body with training and with food. Now, when I have amazing people in front of me or on Zoom, wherever they may be in the world, and I have my awesome guests, whether they're experts or just extremely cool humans, I'm going to ask them a common question. And that common question is going to be, what's a health hack that was a game changer for you? And I feel like it's only fitting that I actually answer that question myself on this episode because it's going to lead us into the coolest stuff that I feel like I learned and the things that really helped me to turn my life around. That answer to the question for me is training around my cycle. So when I learned how to train around my cycle, for me, that was next level. I know that there are plenty of you that have started to follow me simply from that episode that I did with Sarah on the Health Code Daily. And you guys absolutely love it. And it's so amazing because some of you would have been me like at 30 or even 40 saying, I can't believe I am 30 years old. Let's say, for example, I'm 30 years old and I have never thought about my cycle and whether I should train differently based on where I'm at in my cycle. It is mind blowing to me that there are still women who have never even considered it. But that is okay. It is not your fault because the people in the research over the last decades and probably 100 years is all on men. And if it's not on men, it's generally on women who are only in the follicular phase of their cycle, which is like the first half of their cycle, which is actually when they're most like men. Because we have these distinct four phases, which I split into two halves. So from now on, I'm just going to talk about it in first half and second half. 
And in your first half of your cycle, that's when you're most like a, a male in terms of what your hormones do for you. Like, yes, it's different hormones in different ratios, but we're generally the most energetic and the most, I guess, I don't want to say like ourselves, but we're our most masculine energy. So where our society accepts us the most because we're the let's get shit done. Let's do this hit training session. Let's, you know, let's take on the world. And that is very similar to a male who has a good level of testosterone. Like they're very confident, they're very motivated, they're very driven. And so estrogen can do that for us. We also have testosterone, but estrogen can do that for us. In the second half of our cycle, we transition into more of a feminine energy. So this is like our rest and recovery time where we should be listening to our bodies. We should be doing the yoga, the Pilates, the walking. We should be cooking our foods, making it super nutritious, really relishing in moments at home or reading a good book or having, you know, a lot of family time. Those kinds of things are what we should be optimizing in the second half. But so many women don't know that we have this like beautiful and perfectly made rhythm called our infradian rhythm. So we have our circadian rhythm, which is the first kind of clock that we run on. And this is like night and day, morning and night. And your hormones will run on that cycle. So there are some hormones that run on that cycle. Then men, their hormonal rhythms also perfectly coincide with the circadian rhythms. So in the morning and in the night, at certain times of the day, they have this testosterone peak and it's the same day in, day out. For women, we have a circadian rhythm, which is a 24 hour period. And then we also have our secondary clock as our infradian rhythm, which runs on a 28 day cycle roughly. So let's say you have a 28 day cycle. It perfectly matches to that. Even if you have a 30, 35 day cycle and you're still regular, you still have a regular cycle, then that is your infradian rhythm. And it's this beautifully, perfectly made rhythm that should we understand it, we can get the most out of our bodies, our minds and our lives. And I am literally on a mission to help women understand this. I think it is so important. So when I was probably, gosh, let me think. I think it must've been 2014 or so. So a little while ago, I was a person who used to go to F45 and absolutely nothing wrong with F45. It is perfect for people who love it but it was not right for me. And I had no idea. I would go to F45. I would do doubles. Cause I was like more exercise is better. And I want to lose a bit of weight. So I'm going to do that. And I would smash myself. I'm also a little bit competitive. So I would absolutely smash myself. I was like, but the guys can pick that up. So can I. And I would make sure that I was training to absolute exhaustion, 100% effort in everything I do. So I was like, yep, this is the way to do it. And over time I found it was harder and harder to lose fat. And I was really, really confused, especially because I had come from a family of health and my mom was a nurse. So I thought I had a good handle on it when I was younger because I was a rep netballer. I was told how to eat. It was mostly carbohydrates. And I was like, you know, I'm eating all the right things and I'm training really hard, but it seems like it's getting harder and harder. And I'm a very much a why person. So I'm like, why is this happening? What is going on? So I sought out a nutritionist, like quite a well-known nutritionist, and he did an amazing job and he helped me with 
understanding my nutrition, with programming my calories and programming my macros and giving me nutrition plans. However, it still didn't make a difference. You know, maybe a little, if I really, if I remember correctly, maybe a little, but not much. And I was so confused. I was like, I don't get it. I am training heaps. I've even got enlisted the help of like an expert here. But the problem and the missing link was the fact that nobody took into account my hormones, nor did I. And once this clicked for me, and once I actually was an F45 trainer in multiple studios, I started to see a trend and a pattern. And I would look in the studio and I thought to myself, wow, there is a lot of women here who are strong motherfuckers, but they all struggle to lose fat. They, are, they can gain muscle really easily, but they all struggle to lose fat. And it just like kept lingering over my head. Like, why, 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 why? The men were looking shredded. They were feeling great. They were getting good results and it was somewhat sustainable for them. But for the women, it's like the more that they went to train, the more that they burnt themselves out and the less they were able to lose the fat, which is the whole reason they went there in the first place. Well, largely most of them. And so what I have figured out was that my own journey with polycystic ovarian syndrome made so much more sense when I looked at these women and I understood stress. Now, yes, calories matter. So I am a nutritionist. I program for calories, but I believe it's just a reference range. I don't think people should get stuck on it or hung up on it. And if you do, I don't think you should use a calorie range, nor should you see a calorie range. But I understood that calories mattered, but hormones mattered more, specifically stress hormones, sex hormones, and brain hormones. And so for me, learning how to train around my cycle, which I will 100% delve into in future episodes, was such a game changer for me. So that was back then when I didn't really understand how HIIT training every single day of the week could ever be detrimental to me. I honestly just thought, well, the more cows I burn, the more fat I'll lose, the better I'll look and the better I'll feel. No, <laughs> wrongo. I, it was absolutely the opposite thing of what I needed to do. What I needed to do was understand my feminine body and be able to train accordingly. And that is really when I started FlowFit. So I sort of, you know, I'll talk about my you know, business in a second, but FlowFit started in 2015 and it really evolved into what it is today. And it's all about showing women how to eat and train for their cycle because your cycle doesn't just affect you while you're bleeding. Your cycle affects you every single minute of every single day. And like I said earlier, if you ride off that week before your period in that second half, you're riding off seven and a half years. As if you want to do that with your life, as if you want to go by seven and a half years, I will spend you on my bed with a hot water bottle, being cranky and telling everybody to piss off. No, you just don't want that. So I'm going to help you prevent that from happening. I'm going to help you reduce your symptoms, reduce your pain, improve your mood, decrease your bloating, clear up your skin. I'm going to do all of those things for you and with you, not only on the podcast, but if you do feel like it's a good fit for you to go and check out FlowFit, because that is my baby. And that is what I do to this day day in and day out. That is how I live my life. And all you have to do is implement simple things and then rinse and repeat. That is all it is, my friends. And I did mention before that, you know, I've got this pregnancy prep series that I've got on YouTube at the moment. I'm actually using my own program. So people are like, how do you pregnancy prep? I'm like, well, first and foremost, 
I'm going to be doing FlowFit. And it's all about making sure that I have those essential pillars that I'm building in my body and there's nutrient storages as well to make sure that when little Bubba comes along, because I know this all too well, they're going to be taking everything from my body that they need and that is a-okay, but I sure as hell want to be prepped for it to make sure that that baby grows and thrives and I feel okay in the process too because my last pregnancy was not so fun. Gus actually looked me in the face the day I gave labor, the minute after I gave labor and said to me, oh my gosh, you look like you've got the life back in your face. So that is how sick I was in my last pregnancy. Now, what I'm also doing every single episode, because I love helping people, is every single week, I'm going to answer one of your questions and I'm gonna answer a question from the community. What I did a couple of weeks ago was on my Instagram, I put up a story that said, if you could ask a nutritionist one question, what would it be? And this question comes from Abby from San Diego in the US. She said to me, how did you start your nutrition business? I'm gonna make this quick, cause I feel like I could probably ramble on and I don't want to, but I feel like that was really relevant. Cause I'm like, hey guys, this is me, hi. Um, so I feel like you should probably know this because it also ties in very much to my story. I started my business in 2015. I distinctly remember myself and Gus, my partner of now six years, six, yeah, six, go us, woo, uh, where we sat across the table from each other and we sat there making business names for ourselves. And it was in 2015 where I already knew exactly what my business was going to be. I knew exactly, I knew what it was gonna look like. I knew how I was going to educate people. It took six years to actually make it and for it to be the thriving business that it is today. And granted, it actually went through a little bit of evolution in terms of like the name and how, um, you know, the, the topics that I went through, but I had this vision for six years. I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. And I didn't really feel as though it made sense for me to do one-on-one for very long. Like I definitely think it makes sense to do one-on-ones should you have the time as well as doing online programs and online education because I feel like it makes you a really good practitioner. It allows you to see, okay, does the things I suggest to people in real life, does that actually make a change for them? Because if you never go into one-on-one, you will constantly be stuck in this cycle of never really knowing if the advice that you're giving and sharing is actually going to help people. So I think that there's a matter of, you know, time to do one-on-ones and then there's a time to sort of graduate from that. And like I said, I got, you know, I got chucked in the deep end in the very first years out of uni and for me had I not had that chance to really like take on like I I reckon I was taking like 30 clients a week like just straight off the bat had I not had that opportunity I would not have been able to advance as quickly as I did because let's be honest you know when you start a business like you should be looking at like five years before that business starts to actually like really take off as long as you're working on it all day every day which let's be honest I, I work on things every spare second that I have because this is my life's work and in fact, I actually don't own a TV um, or I don't rather, I don't have it up in my living room. I actually do. We do own a TV, but it's like under the bed. I don't have it up in my TV, uh, in my lounge room, I should say, because I want to spend every spare second that I have not watching TV necessarily and watching other people's lives. I want to spend that time bettering other people's lives and working on my life's mission. Like at the end of the day, money is money. You know, things are things. 
but I want to leave this earth with a legacy. That is what I want to do. And I will not stop until I have gotten there. And I know that I have helped, you know, very fortunately been able to help hundreds, maybe thousands of women by now, um, specifically changing their lives. Like there have been so many times women have said to me, you have changed my life. And I'm like, I know that's because the stuff that I learned changed my life. And I'm just sharing that with you. So I genuinely feel so very blessed to be, I guess, exactly who I am and have had the journey that I have had. And that nutrition business started with me doing an advanced diploma in nutritional medicine, which I mentioned before. I did mention that there's all these different um, ways about things. Now, just so you know, now you can't do an advanced diploma of nutritional medicine and call yourself a nutritionist. And I feel like that's me being totally transparent. It doesn't mean that I'm any less qualified. I'm still 100% qualified to call myself a nutritionist. I have a, an association membership, just like all other dietitians and nutritionists do. I'm not regulated by APRA, but I'm also regulated by the TGA, just like they are with products and supplements and things like that. And our associations are even stricter on us as nutritionists um, because we don't have that kind of extra layer of um, regulation. So it does mean that this can get a, become a really messy uh, occupation and I just wanted to make it super clear that I got grandfathered in because when I had studied I was like literally the very last intake of people at my university to be able to call themselves a nutritionist and what's actually really cool is that I sat in the same room as naturopaths as well so the the nuts and the nuts we all used to sit together I'm a nut I am totally a nut like I'm I'm like batshit crazy sometimes and we used to sit all together in the same room and we would go through case study after case study and we would do totally like so much prac it's not even funny like when i spoke to other girls that were doing the degree which you have to do now in order to call yourself a nutritionist they were saying we don't do that much prac so i I actually feel very blessed with the timing of everything because we did so much prac i was so confident coming out of university because i was like man i've done this a million times And we used to all sit around. We used to do case study after case study and actually have people come in off the street, like the public come in and have consultations with us. And I loved the fact that I got to sit there while the naturopaths were also talking about herbs so that I got this really well-rounded understanding of not only nutrition, but herbs as well. I'm not claiming to be a naturopath because I would also need to have the herbal qualification, but it just intrigued me so much. And I feel like I'll probably end up talking about or touching on some herbs throughout these episodes because I really want to give you guys practical tools that you can use, like go to the shop, buy these product so that, you know, because I know that it's going to help you. So I I want to be able to actually help you, not just go, yeah, this is a really nice idea. It's like, no, this is actually like, go get this and then do this. I will walk you through everything step by step because I would want someone to do that for me. I I would want someone, especially an expert in their field for over 10 years now, to say to me, hey, can you please like, just just walk me through it. Like, if you understand my body, great. And I understand the female body, just tell me what to do. I'm sick of all this conflicting evidence and advice. And I'm just so confused. Just tell me exactly what I need to do. So that is what I'm gonna do, my friends. I'm gonna tell you exactly what you gotta do. So that's me. That is me, my friends. I really hope that you feel as though you vibe with me and One thing I would absolutely love is for you to send in your questions. If you send in your questions, like I said, not only will I be able to answer them for you, but I'll actually have somebody here, like 
an expert or a guest that might also answer your question too. I will give you a shout out. I will say, you know, it's Abby from San Diego, which uh, that was the question for today. And it's just amazing that you get this opportunity to have yeah, like these awesome, amazing experts being able to respond and answer your question for you. Oh, you guys have been amazing. I really would love if you could share this episode with anybody who might want to learn a little bit more about, you know, how to train around their cycle. This would probably be a good launching episode because I'm going to talk more about it, but I also want them to know that they should be sending in their questions to me too. So all I have to do is just send it to me at Dizabara. I'll talk about it in the outro in a second as well, but I want to be able to help you guys as much as humanly possible. That's a wrap, my friends, and I will see you in next week's episode where we talk about what's the best diet. If anything in this episode sparked a question for you, please reach out to me on Instagram at Dizabara. You're a legend and legends leave five-star reviews. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Catch you next time on What a Mouthful.